Hello and welcome back to For the Fans, By the Fans. I'm your host, Ashley Edwards. We're not going to talk much about coronavirus, but just please follow the advice and that we've been giving them. Please just stay home and stay safe. Uh, we're delighted to be back. We've got a lot of new ideas and some great content in general coming soon. Thanks to technology and the internet, I'm joined by Deck, Ben and Lewis, who are joining me through a call. Guys, how we've been over these last few All weeks? Right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, not so bad. We're coping. Just getting on Not as bad as the first beer. Coping. I think yeah. more managers help us lot, aren't it? <laughs> um, I think we can all agree that we're missing football at the minute. Um, so because we can't really comment on football that's happening, well, it's going to be happening, we're going to talk about players of the season, best teams from the last decade, and much, much more similar content to this. First, let's start off with, with Arsenal, Ben. Who's been your player of the season and why? So, I've gone for a youngster here um, in Bukayo Saka. I think that's the right pronunciation. Um, this has really been his breakthrough season at Arsenal. Um, he's got 18 games under his belt this season. A lot of them have been sub-appearances, but, you know, he's got a good eye for goal and I think he can be a good star for them in the future. Um, you know, it could have been Martinelli as well. But I, I just didn't want to go for, you know, your Lacazettes because they should be performing and I don't think they performed as well as they should have done this season. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. Deck. Uh, So I've gone with a different one than would be expected. I've actually gone for Burnt Leno because I think his improvement this season compared to last season has been massive. And whereas other players like Aubameyang and Lacazette, like Ben said, they should be, strikers like that should be fighting you to the Champions League or Europa League and they're nowhere near that level. But Leno's just adapted his game brilliantly this season. I think he's become one of the best shot stoppers in the league. Uh, he's kept seven clean sheets and he's only conceded 36 goals in 28 games behind Mustafi. So. Not bad at all. What about you, Lewis? Right, so I've went for Aubameyang. Because 17 goals in a poor side. 20 goals from plus in all competitions. If Arsenal didn't have him, they'd be in the mud. <laughs> I've uh, I've gone with Bamiang as well. I think, like, like Lewis said, have been poor before Arteta and since Arteta's come in, they've been a, you know there's been slight improvement. But yeah, I think Bamiang's up there. But I think the shouts of Leno and Saka, are, you know, strong shouts as well. Uh, Lewis, we're going to move on to Aston Villa now. Who, who have you gone for? Um, so, Aston Villa, I went for John McGinn hey. because since, <laughs> since he's been injured, the season has completely derailed for Dean Smith and Aston Villa. So, I think the way McGinn moved the ball, the way he made Villa tick, he was a lot more important than Jack Grealish, so, who was probably my second choice. So, yeah, John McGinn. So fair shout. Moving to you, uh, Ben. So, I refuse to give any rec- you know, recognition to Jack Grealish. I don't think he's the player that everyone makes him out to be. Um, talks of him being near the England side to me are absolutely ridiculous. Um, and obviously since coronavirus has started, what he's done, I think that's a disgrace. Yeah. So for me, it's got to be John, it's got to be John McGinn. Um, like Lewis said, Villa have really struggled since he got injured. He played a key role last season in the Championship. And I feel like he's played a key role this season up until him getting injured. Um, so yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've gone with John McGinn. Yeah, again, I think it's very close between Grealish and McGinn, but I've actually gone for Grealish just because I think he, I think he is the player that everyone thinks he is. Even though I can't stand him and I can't stand playing against him, uh, when he's in that Villa side, it's just makes it so much better. And if they didn't have him, I can guarantee you they will be bottom and they'd be on a worse season than Derby did in two thousand eight. I've got to agree with Eck. I think I think you know I don't like Grealish, and I've got to agree with Ben in terms of his actions since his the, actions. Uh, there's no excuse to yeah, come back. He should be stripped of captaincy and banned from England. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think the, f- the fact he scored the most goals and assists for Villa shows that he has had an impact on them. Um, I think McGinn's a great shout though as well. Uh, I think Mings at the start of the season played well, but since since then he he, he can't be considered for me. Another overrated yeah, massively overrated Mings. Yeah, horrendous overrated. <laughs> um, Deck moving to Bournemouth uh, now. Well, who, who another poor side and a very difficult side to pick. I was looking at Philip Billing, but I don't know if he's cut enough out in midfield for the money they pay for him. So I've actually gone for Aaron Ramsdale. 
Um, right. Despite only keeping four clean sheets, he has put in some very good performances in a very poor Bournemouth side where Ake has been injured, so arguably he's made it harder for him. He's only had one error leading to a goal and he's made the third most saves in the Premier League. With Begovic's dip in form as well, I think he's coming to the role as goalkeeper excellently and is rightly in England contention. Yep, definitely. Uh, moving to you, Lewis. Yeah, Dex just took the words right out of my mouth. I went for Aaron to Make the step up from League One football where he was at Wimbledon on loan last year. He's been very good. His name rarely gets mentioned because Bournemouth conceded a lot of goals, but like Dex said, only one error leading to goal. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very good, very good goalkeeper and is definitely in with a good shout to be the third choice for England at the Euros. So, yeah, Aaron Ramsdale for me. Ben, what about you? So, I did consider Ramsdale. Um, he's making a name for himself, which I'm pleased with. Obviously, I see. I saw him a couple of times while playing for Wimbledon um, last season. But what I would say to you is that you can't overlook Callum Wilson. Um, he scored eight goals this season so far. You know, it's not not a lot of goals, but you know when you consider who else they've got on the side, who else scores their goals? I think without Wilson, they'd be struggling even more than they are now. But as you know, Dex said they are a very poor side this year. They, they should be looking over the shoulder. I've got to agree. I th- the three names actually written down are the three names we've mentioned, Ramsdale, Wilson and Deck mentioned Billing. Uh, I think Billing's been good, uh, but I think the price tag uh, also doesn't value him correctly. Um, I think Wilson's been good, but was isn't nowhere near what he were last year for him. Uh, so I've gone for Ramsdale purely because of his saves. And when it comes to Bournemouth, he's kind of the first person that comes to mind. Uh, ben, moving to uh, Brighton now. Uh, so... I've gone for someone that was impressed me in the championship, uh, Neil Mopai. Obviously, he went to Brighton for a big sum, 19.8 million. Um, but he's kind of carried on his form from the championship, really. And I think he's played a massive part in Brighton's survival bit overall. He's got eight goals uh, and he's got two assists this year, which to me is a good return in terms of a struggling side. Um, I also thought about Aaron Connolly, maybe. But he's just not had that massive impact as Mopai has, in my opinion. So, fair opinion there. Uh, moving to you, yeah, Noah. Well, I've got three names written down here, like you did for the last name. I've got Mopai, Aaron Moy, and Lewis Dunk. I still think Dunk's overlooked for his quality. I think his aerial presence is fantastic and uh, rightly attracted interest from Leicester this summer. Uh, he's just epitomised as a captain for me, someone that's willing to throw his body in front of the ball and play his heart out for the team. It's a, it's a strong opinion. So it's a one that I agree. Anyway, uh, moving to you, Lewis. Right, so I went for a weird one for Brighton. So having spoke to me mate who's a Brighton fan, he said Dan Bain at left back, out of position, big six foot seven lad at fullback has been great. So I had a little bit of research and went between him and Lewis Dunk, but in the end I settled on Dan Bain just for the fact he's played out of position all season and not looked out of place in that Brighton side. I think the fact that you've said, uh, said there that he's been playing out of position, I think it's a player that I, I've overlooked, and I think a few of us have. Um, so, strong shout. I went for Lewis Dunk. Uh, I think it's hard, because I think the team in general isn't great. Um, but he scored two, assisted three, and got six clean sheets. And for a Brighton side, I'd, I'd say that's all right. Yeah, but Dan Byrne played for Wigan, though, didn't he? So you can't <laughs> 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 um, Moving to... Sean Dyche's Burnley. I'm going to start with uh, Hugh Lewis here. Oof, Burnley. Burnley was a difficult one for me, but in the end, I settled with Ashley Barnes. I think the amount of goals he gets in a side that don't create many chances, and I don't know how Deck's going to Deck could either be really in agreement or in complete disagreement. But another player I was focused on a lot was Ashley Westwood because I think when you see him for Burnley, you don't yeah. notice that he's playing, but when he's not playing, you don't notice he's not there, but just for the fact Barnes scores quite a few goals, gave him the edge over Westwood for me. I'm going to say Ashley's are the best. Um, moving to you, Ben. <laughs> so, I went with a homegrown product here, Dwight McNeil. Um, now, again, I'm not sure how Depp's going to feel about this, but I feel like although his stats are all that impressive, his all-round game has come on leaps and bounds this season. Now he's in England under 21 international. I won't back against, you know, Gareth Southgate calling him up soon. 
and I think he does, you know, contribute to the Burnley side quite a lot. But then I did also recognise Ashley Westwood, like Lewis has said. I think he's such an underrated midfielder that it, it, it's so it's so hard to pick from Burnley because I think they're such, they're a strong side, yeah. and I feel like if if the budget was bigger, they'd be higher up the league. But obviously it's not. Yeah. So as we discussed on previous podcasts. Deck, I thought I'd uh, yeah, it's on this the one. hardest one to pick for me. There's so many choices. Uh, so I've got quite a few written down again. I've got Nick Pope, obviously, James Tarkovsky, Ashley Westwood, Dwight McNeil, uh, and Jay Rodriguez. Just a full 11, then. <laughs> 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 uh, but I've actually gone with James Tarkovsky. Again, like Ben was saying with McNeil, I think his game's come on leaps and bounds. He was a player that liked to mess about with the ball and made fans very nervous when he was on the ball. But the fact that he's adapted to this no-nonsense Sean Dash attitude brilliantly and formed a fantastic partnership with Ben Mee that's earned the most clean sheets in the Premier League this season. Uh, he's also won the most aerial duels. He's, I genuinely think he should be starting for England. He has the technical ability as well as the defensive ability. Four of the five you've mentioned there, I've got written down Tarkowski, Port, Westwood and McNeil. I went with McNeil purely because I think he's um, he's a game changer. His skills, dribbles, uh, he's got assists and goals there. I think he's been amazing. I think you've even said that you wouldn't be surprised if he gets snapped oh, yeah, up by a bigger club. Um, Deck, I'm going to start with you with uh, Chelsea. Well, I've got two down here because I can't choose between the two, if that's all right. Uh, I've got a yeah. midfield partnership of Mateo Kovacic and Jorginho. Uh, I think both of them have improved massively this season. Uh, Kovic, with Kovacic, his ability to win the ball back and turn defence into attack, he's actually won 241 midfield duels this season. And Jorginho's passing ability and also his work rate has come on leaps and bounds. He's, I think the midfield partnership is a big reason why they're still in the Champions League race. Coming to you, Lewis. Um, yeah, I went with Kovacic. I think the fact Chelsea signed him and how good he's been is a stroke of luck because he wasn't that good last season. And I think due to the transfer ban, that's the only reason they signed him. But when we played Chelsea at home in December and beat them, Kovacic was a million miles the best player on the pitch in a team that got beat 3 1. Scored a stunner. And his goals and assist contribution isn't too shabby as well for a player who doesn't really score or get assists. So, I've got, yeah, Kovacic for me. Ben? Well, I've actually, you know, I've changed it up here a bit. So, I just thought that there's so many young players coming through at Chelsea. And I, I couldn't pick between them, to be honest. You know, you've got Mason Mount, Tommy Abraham, Reese James, etc., etc. Uh, so, I've copped out. And I've gone for a more senior member of the squad in Cesar Aspilicueta. You know, I feel like he's helped the younger players in the squad this year to develop. And really, he's become like somewhat of a stalwart at Chelsea. Um, I think whenever he leaves them, it'll be quite a sad day for all at Stamford Bridge. Um, and honestly, I think he's underrated. I think, uh, I think it's, it's, uh, we can see that there's some you know, different opinions. Yeah, I've gone for Marcus Alonso purely not... because of that, that he's not... Been, I don't know. He's played that much this season, though. I've definitely just made a comment that would have been cut from the actual podcast. <laughs> Close. I think, I think he's been he's been good when he plays, but I, like you say, he hasn't he hasn't played much. But for me, I couldn't. You know, I had Tamori written on uh, James and Abraham one, because obviously you don't know where you expect them to be this year. I mean, it's Chelsea, so obviously you'd expect them to be Champions yeah. League, but they've had a transfer ban and they've had to use the youth, so it's it's quite hard to pick one. I feel like they've overachieved. I'd say they have. Yeah, in a way. I think, I think I've gone for Alonso, but I think, like you said, it was a difficult one. Cause Abraham were good, but he, he kind of started off really well. He's and just then, tailed off. You know, Completely he tailed off. Yeah. Um. We'll move on now to Palace, starting with you, Ben. So I've gone for a, an ex-Bolton player here, Gary Cale. Um, I think he, I feel like he's just a rock-solid defender at present. Um, you know, he's been in the Prem, what now, 10-plus years, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, obviously, since joining Palace, he's probably had more of an impact off the field than on it. Because I feel like he's probably an experienced head, you know, giving the younger players advice. But if you actually compare the stats... 
Palace have had nine clean sheets in the league this year, and Cahill's played a part in six of them games. So if the stats don't lie, I feel like you can't ignore him, and I feel like he's kind of showed up the defence a bit. But then obviously you've got to look to Zaha, even though I don't you don't like, like anyone with those skills, really, do you, man? <laughs> no, no, I'm a straightforward man. You know, don't don't pass the ball straight through the middle, long ball. <laughs> Uh, uh, to you, very, very close one again. It was two players. It was Zaha and it's also the goalkeeper, Vincente Guaita. I think it's very hard to adapt from La Liga to the Premier League as a goalkeeper because in La Liga, everything's shot at you, whereas in the Premier League, the ball's just pumped up in the air. So you've got to command your box. And I think he's done that excellently. And for me, he's the best goalkeeper out of the top six at the moment. Fair point. Uh, moving to you, Lewis. So I went for Guaita as well, the goalkeeper. I think Palace, though having a strong core squad, and Gary Cahill was my second choice, I think there was no obvious ca- candidate in that team. Wilfred Zaha has had a poor season by his standards. Yeah. If he's not crying, that is. <laughs> ben Teke scored once, and that was against us, and it was a pick mistake. <laughs> Imagine my shock. <laughs> <laughs> So, Miljovic has had a poor season by his standard penalty. <laughs> penalty. <laughs> yeah, great words out there. So, I went for the goalkeeper. I think nine clean sheets. I think eight of them he's featured in. So, yeah. I've got Gary Cale written down. Um, like I said, I think, I think his impact on and off the pitch is, is massive for, for that defence and, and for the team in general. Yeah. Uh, I, I also had Jordan Ayew written down. He's been overlooked here, I think. Sure. Uh, you know, I his goal against West Ham. Just a reminder that Bolton sold Gary Cale for twelve million. Just a reminder. <laughs> Just a reminder you accepted the bid, <laughs> and three hours later he scored against us in a two-one win for Bolton. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think we're pretty much in agreement there. It's defensive plays more than anything, but I think Jordan Ayew has been slightly overlooked, but not too much. Um, Lewis, we're going to start with uh, you here for Everton. Oh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> it's between Richarlison, Holgate and Calvert-Lewin, which, if you'd have asked me in November, I'd have laughed at the last, uh, Holgate and Calvert-Lewin. But the two of them still just get edged out by how good Richarlison is. So, 100% Richarlison, just for the sheer way he can turn a game on its head. The way I've not seen the fans like a player as much as we like Richarlison for years. We all hated Lukaku <laughs> for some reason. First touch, maybe. So yeah, Rich, Rich, yeah, Richarlison. Rich, he just gets the club. He's got twelve goals and assists in the Premier League, yeah. I think. Which yeah, from the wing, um, combination of on the wing and playing just off the striker is very good, and he can just turn a game in a second. Uh, what about you, Ben? So I actually went for the other option there in Calvert Lewin. Um, 15 goals in all competitions this year, 13 of them 15 in the Prem. And again, I think it's someone who's really stepped up to the mark this year. His goal scoring instincts have improved. Um, and I think that's partly down to the management of Ancelotti, you know, freeing him up, letting him play further forward. Um, and I think he's played a big part in, Ev- in it, why Everton are where they are now, challenging for Europe. You know, compare that to the start of the season. And as I'm sure you'll remember, Lewis, it, it was horrendous for Everton. Yeah, horrendous. Uh, finishing yeah, off with, with uh, Dex Richarlison. Uh, his quality in that Everton side is fantastic. Uh, he's more touches and more shots for Everton. Uh, uh, but I've also gone for it because I think his work rate is fantastic. The way he gets back on the oh, ball, yeah, his work rate is... you wouldn't expect you wouldn't expect it from a striker with the quality of him because you normally see him being lazy and just waiting up front, but. Also, I'd just like to point out that he is better at Firmino, not just goal scoring. Well, Firmino's been awful this season, and I think it might be controversial, but yeah, yeah, he has been awful. And Richarlison's made 20 more tackles than any other Premier League forward. It's the work. I think the work rate is part of the fact of that relationship that he has with the Everton fans because he's willing to literally put everything in for the win. I think he yeah. plays for the badge very much. I think he's he's a class player. Yeah, I, I had Richarlison written down. Um, it was the only player I actually put down, but I think um, Calvert-Lewin's definitely definitely a good shout as well. 
Um, we're going to move on to Leicester now. I'm going to start with you, Dick. For me. It was close because Ndidi's been fantastic before his injury. Vardy, top scorer. Uh, Tielemans and Madison both been excellent. Iosi Perez has been unexpected, but Pereira, for me, has become one of the best right-backs in Europe, if not the world, this season. Uh, his power and pace reminds me of the Leicester counter-attacking style that we saw in their title-winning season, and his ability is just fantastic. And the thirty million they paid for him, in my opinion, is starting to look like a bit of a bargain. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he'll get snapped up by a by a bigger club eventually, but I think less is a good place for him right now. Uh, coming to you, Lewis. Yeah, well, when we've been doing our team of the seasons as well for future podcasts this week, he was my right back over Trent, which may be controversial, but yeah, I think the the way Dex said. He epitomises everything that Leicester City are and 100% will play for a bigger club than Leicester. So, yeah, Ricardo Pereira for me. Finishing with you, Ben? See, for me, I'm, I'm a bit surprised the lads have gone for two defensive characters there because I thought it would be easy to pick from Leicester's attacking forces. You know, you've got Vardy, Madison Barnes, but I've actually also gone with a defender. I think Soyuncu came into the Foxes last summer and he has made, like, quite a big impact. I think, you know, Leicester's attacking threat, like I've just said, it's it's of a good level, but you've also got to keep, keep clean sheets. And Leicester have kept 10 this season. So, obviously, Johnny Evans coming as well. We'll not talk about Johnny Evans. Um, <laughs> but I feel like Soyuncu stepped up to the mark, you know, got on numerous points, and also gave me points on fantasy football, so he's in. So, fair enough. Yeah, I've gone Ricardo Pereira. I did have Vardy written down, but Ricardo Pereira was the, the main one I went with. He's he's a game-changer for that team. I think defensively, and another defensively. reason why it's Pereira is because we've come to expect Vardy to do what he's done this season, whereas Pereira's just completely burst onto the scene. I think the whole thing of, like, um, when we when we go back to the early 2000s where fullbacks like Gary Neville, yeah. you know, they were just defensive, and now... You've got fullbacks that can do both, and it's phenomenal against modern football. Definitely, uh, we're going to move to Liverpool. Who also have a really good um, attacking fullback. Starting with you, Ben, this time. So, yeah, they, you know, they're such a good team. How do you go about picking one of them? As sad as it is to say, they're probably one of the best teams the Prem's ever seen, in my opinion. Um, although I am being pushed, so we'll go for one of them. And I think you've got to turn to the front three. Uh, obviously, you've got Firmino, Salah and Mane. Between them this year, they've got 38 goals in the Premier League. But just for his work rate and his assists, I'll go for Mane. Fair enough. Uh, I've uh, moving to you, not the front three, to be fair. I've gone for Jordan Henderson because I think he is crucial to that side. And we saw that when we saw that when he missed the games against Watford and Atletico Madrid. Liverpool just didn't cope with the play at all. The ball got to Van Dijk and Van Dijk looked like he was scared to tackle people. Uh, I think this is a very bold shot. He's a better captain than Gerard because that is a I think bold. not. That is a very bold statement oh, for someone that can't pass not forward. a better player than Gerard, but a better captain than Gerard because when I've watched Gerard, he's normally just sulking. I'll be honest. And Henderson's always giving teammates advice, telling them where to be, and everything like a captain should be. And he's, he's going to win the Premier League and Gerard didn't. Simple as. It's going to divide a lot of people. He's also strong and he's, you know, he's not, you, you can't necessarily disagree with it to an extent, but, you know, there's arguments there and we'll save that for another day. Um, obviously, he's in the limelight for player of the year. Uh, we'll finish with you, Lewis, on this one. Right, yeah, I also went for Henderson. Not because he's a better <laughs> captain than Steven Gerrard, but because... <laughs> Purely based on the Watford and Atletico games, he just missed them so much when he weren't playing. And obviously, Salah and Mane have had great seasons. Van Dijk, the goalkeeper when he's played, Allison has been fantastic. Trent, so but I think Henderson, just by I think Liverpool would have been invincible yeah. if Henderson played against Watford. So Jordan Henderson, Jordan Henderson for me. I've gone for Trent purely because when I watch Liverpool, he's the player that I enjoy watching the most and it might be biased because of that but I just feel like attacking you know offensively and, and defensively I if feel like he's a fast player I'd manage right now as well he would be the best right back in yeah, the world he's, he's a better attacker yeah definitely I think uh, 
Mane was a close second. Um, but I just went with Trent for this one. Lewis starting with Man City. Um, so, Man City. Uh, it's weird because just they've had a great season, but just because of how good Liverpool have been, it feels like they've not had a great season. But it's the obvious contender for me, 100% Kevin De Bruyne. I, I'd say he's my Premier League player of the season. So, yeah, Kevin De Bruyne for me. Coming to you, Ben. Fully agreed. Um, like you've just said, Lewis, I think City haven't... They've underperformed in terms of where they should be, but they've only underperformed because Liverpool have been so good this year, in my opinion, anyway. Um, yeah. You know, they've gone to the Bernabeu just before all the shutdown happened and won. So I think that shows how impressive they are. And De Bruyne is, in my opinion, the best player we, midfielder we have seen in the Premier League in the past decade. I'll put that out there. Oh, there's another bold, bold shout. Some insight to Ben's uh, team of the decade. There. Yeah, 100% um, agree. Deck, finish your De Bruyne's the best mid- one of the best midfielders I've ever seen. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think he's been miles ahead of the rest of the City team this season. Uh, he is on course, if the season resumes, obviously, hopefully, to break the mo- the record for the most assists in a campaign of te- uh, Thierry Henry with 20. Uh his creative ability and his ability to find passes is something that I've never seen. It's, he's just a fantastic player to watch and he's one of the best in the world right now. His goal scoring is good as well. It's like we saw the game against Arsenal where he was just driving at the defence and he was just sitting it and he was just flying in. It's like I don't know many players that he's, uh, can he's... just pop a shot off from anywhere and you think as soon as the ball's left the boot, right, that's going in. <laughs> this is the first thing we've had a clean sweep on. I've gone for De Bruyne as well. Uh, Aguero was mentioned because um, obviously he scored a lot of goals this season. But like I said, uh, without De Bruyne, that that City side's a bit different. Um, Deck, we're going to start. I think this with is probably United. my most well strange one. I'm going to go for Harry Maguire. Uh, I don't rate him as highly as England's other centre-arse, but he has become a key cog in United's side. Uh, in his first game, he got a man of the match, obviously kept a clean sheet, and that's one win. Uh, he's become the captain, and in his last 15 starts, United have kept 11 clean sheets, which is massively impressive defensively. Uh, he's had the most appearances, successful passes, and clearances and interceptions for United this season as well. I think it's, he's massively overlooked as being their best player at the moment. It's a, it's a fair opinion. Um, moving to you, Lewis. <laughs> um, Jesse Lingard. <laughs> I hope um, you're joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> I, I've actually went down a weird approach again because the player I've mentioned was wrote off completely and his price tag was questioned quite a lot. But I've went for Fred. I think People who don't rate Fred at the minute clearly haven't watched Manchester United over the last six months. The way he's progressed has been insane because I thought he was hopeless last season yeah. and at the beginning of the season. And I think he's actually became an important cog in that United side. So, yeah, Fred for me. Ben? I fully agree with Lewis here. Um, I think Fred has come on leaps and bounds, but I'm not going to give it to Fred purely because I think from where he was, he had yeah, to improve. The price tag, 100%. Um, I also thought about Mason. I also thought about Mason Greenwood. Um, you know, he's he's grabbing goals, but I have gone with Maguire. You know, it was a dream move for him, like Dex said. He became captain within a few months, um, and I feel like he's really improved the United defence recently. They've got eight Premier League clean sheets this year, and uh, yeah, I feel like he's played a massive part in that. I feel like he's rock solid at the minute. Being a United fan and watching them, you know, week in week out. I had three names written down, uh, Rashford, Maguire and Fred. Uh, the only reason I haven't gone with Rashford is because since he became injured, we didn't. he didn't really affect us. Like Garlow's performed, Martial, obviously Greenwood, like you said, have come in and performed. I've gone for Maguire over Fred purely because of Fred should be performing with the price tag that I paid for him. Whereas Maguire's come in at a high price tag, but he's took captaincy on. He's, it's been a good season for him. Um, we're going to move on to Newcastle now, and we're going to start with Ben on this one. Well, for me, Ash, Newcastle was 
probably one of the most difficult ones to pick, purely Definitely. because they've been awful. Um, yeah. They're not known for the goal-scoring exploits, are they? They've not scored that many this season. Um, no. The defence has been shaky. And I probably I probably couldn't name that many midfielders in Newcastle's team. Um, but I, I've gone for Jethro Williams, um, the left-back. He got injured in January against Chelsea. And do you know what? He's probably only in there because of that goal he scored at Anfield back in September. I mean, <laughs> for me, Newcastle have really underperformed this season. And another team that yeah. really needs to book up their ideas. I did think about John Joe Shelby, but oh well, that's what I've gone with. I think, yeah, I've got to agree. With this one, I was sat here for 15 minutes just thinking. Uh, um, I was a bit more straightforward, to be honest. At first, because of excitement levels he gives the fans, I was thinking Sam Maximum, but then I thought end product is non-existent. Oh, Gucci bang. <laughs> Future game, but actually, yeah. I've gone for Martin De Bradka because, again, I think he's the best player that Newcastle have for a mile, uh, by a mile. Uh, he's played every single minute for Newcastle since his debut back in 2018. He's made the most saves in the Premier League, mainly probably because of the awful defence, like we say. But in a side that can't score, you need a crucial goalkeeper that's going to keep them out at the other end to pick up the massive points. And he's done that, in my opinion. Lewis? Um, so, unlike unlike Deck, I actually don't rate the Bradshaw in the slightest. I think they like to remind us how small Pickford is when their goalkeeper couldn't even catch a cold himself. So, <laughs> definitely not the Bradshaw. I just wanted to put that personal hatred out there. I also want to say a massive go away to Flory and Lejeune whilst I'm at it. <laughs> I wasn't going to pick Lejeune just to annoy you. <laughs> But yeah, this was the one I, I sat here for so long thinking St. Maximin, Almiron. No, but in the end, just for the excitement levels, I gave it to. You Saint listen Maximin. to the crowd oh. when he comes on the pitch, and it's. I just don't see. I just don't see who else in that in that side. The, the sec, second contender was Fabian Shaw, but he just didn't play as, as much as he should have. And my third choice was. Choice to see, I just don't even remember that. How poor of a season anyone that wears a Gucci headband <laughs> not going to a football pitch, <laughs> not, in Eng- yeah. not in England, anyway. I think this was definitely the hardest one for the wrong reasons. I think I, when I was at here, I, I did not know who to go for whatsoever. I looked at John Joe Shelby, and you know, yeah, he's got the most goals, but that's five, and that just shows you how poor their, their attack Shelby's been. Newcastle, yeah, I think he is. I believe so, five yeah. Six goals from oh, he's, I think he is. Yeah, um, I was just looking at stats versus this one because I don't watch Newcastle much. Uh, Kieran Clark's got the most like clearances and all that, but for me, it's just you look at the fence and it's shocking. So I've gone for Shelby purely because I I, I don't know who to give it to. Um, so out of push, I've gone I've gone for him. But yeah, if, if a team could not get it, it'd be that. With my worst odds in the Premier League this season, I even think Norwich are better than them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Norwich, Lewis? Um, Norwich, I went for Emil Buendia. He's had a lot of public criticism from Farker, which I think is extremely weird because he's just going to leave and join a better club. Hopefully it's Everton because he is brilliant. He hasn't scored, but in terms of chance creation and assists, he's had a very good season. His end product, passing-wise, is great. Finishing wise, it's not, but def- I'd say it was a throw up between him or Puki, and just in the end, he, he sneaks it. Ben, who have you gone for? See, to me, this is just straightforward. It's just a Puki for me. In my opinion, the only player in Norwich's team that is actually on Premier League quality, um, he's he, you know he's, he's getting goals, not a lot, not a lot, but he's shipping in. Got a few goals for Finland internationally, so. But, you know, Norwich are going down, rightfully so. They are woeful. Um, but they did still beat Everton, didn't they, Lewis? Oh, damn, you're, <laughs> you're, you're in league one. <laughs> but um, just a quick one, Ben. Do you not think the full-backs, Lewis and Aaron's, are um, quite our Premier League quality? No, I don't think they developed enough yet. I feel like they probably could have done with a few more seasons in the Championship. Norwich are a weird one because I'd take three or four players from that Norwich squad because they've got like like you said they've got I think they've got three 
bright youngsters that could become quality in Cantwell, Lewis and Aaron's. Yeah. Do you not Wait, feel do you not feel that those players will be better off at like say Leeds I don't like Leeds this season. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'd be both better off at Everton next season. Oh, <laughs> Deku, have you gone for? I, I knew I should have gone for Pookie, but it's. I've actually gone for Campwell just because I think he should be rated up there with Grealish because I think that he's as good as Grealish. Uh, involved in. Is that because possibly? Grealish yeah, I think. <laughs> He's been involved in eight goals this season. Uh, he's just behind Puky, I think. And he's attracting interest from big clubs. It's just because of the promise that he has and because of the season that he's had at his age, I've got to go for him. I think I went for Todd Cantwell. Uh, I would have gone for Puky, but most of his goals did come at the start of the season. Um, and for me, it was... Over the over the course of the season so far, I think Campwell's probably helped him out a bit more than he has. Um, Deck, we're going to get you started with Sheffield, Sheffield uh, United. Dean Henderson, I don't know what else to say really. He's, he's now in contention for United's number one spot just based on his performances. To say he was at Shrewsbury on loan a couple of years ago and now he's one of the top Premier League goalkeepers. He's conceded 22 goals. It's crazy for a side like Sheffield United two have only conceded 25 goals, but for him to only concede 22 is amazing. Uh, the only game he's missed is the only game that they've conceded three or more goals in, which shows his quality in its own right. And he, in my opinion, yeah, he's probably the best goalkeeper that England have right now. Moving to you, Lewis. Um, I was touching go with Dean Henderson, but in the end I went for Jack O'Connell. Maybe that's because I'm biased and he's from Halewood, just like myself. But the way the way Wilder works is free centre half is insane. That's a new that's a new development in football completely. No, I, have, I have to say Wilder should be manager side. of the season over Klopp as well before we carry on. So the way O'Connell O'Connell's won the overlapping centre half, and I think the way he does that manages to never be out of position and hasn't been caused an error for a goal this season has just been great and I think he's probably the most underrated player in the league this season Finishing off with you Ben I mean before I give my player I think you've got to really acknowledge what a season it has been for Sheffield United you know the Blades the first season back in the big time and who knows they could actually end up with European football um, so many players in that squad you know the play the part I don't think you can pick one in the squad that doesn't play his part um, but for me I've given Fantasy it to John Premier Lundstrom League legend. Um, you know another scouser well another one yeah um, <laughs> he just sits at the heart of midfield um, and I think you know he's popped up with four goals this year um, not a great deal obviously in terms of stats but I think when you watch Sheffield United I think to me he stands out um, and I think when he doesn't play they really do miss him. I also gave thoughts to Ollie Knowles Ollie from Burnley, Burnley just to say, and we won't but, have him back yeah. for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, <laughs> I've gone for John Lundstrom. Yeah, the two I'd written down was Dean Henderson and, and Lundstrom. Uh, without being biased, uh, I really like Dean Henderson, um, so I've gone for him. Uh, but like I said, that might be down to bias. But Lundstrom, uh, he's been phenomenal this season and played wonders in my fantasy football. Uh, moving to you, Ben, with Southampton. I think at Southampton, you can't look any further than Danny Ings. Um, he's light years ahead of his teammates in terms of goals, you know, everything, in my opinion. I think without Danny Ings, Southampton would be really in trouble. Um, and I did worry for him at one point in the season. I feel like if a few more of the Saints could, could follow in Ings' footsteps they really would be pushing further up that table. Uh, 100% uh, agree. Decky, you in agreement? Danny Ings, I would take him back in a heartbeat. Uh, fantastic player. Deserved a bigger chance at Liverpool, in my opinion, because he literally got his ACL injury as he started to score, I think. Yeah, and he did score against Everton. Do you remember that, Lewis? Yeah. Yeah. 
always scores against Everton, mate. I, <laughs> so, wait, yeah, wait it's like points e- on every club battling yeah. relegation <laughs> is that one player to keep them up. Also, by the way, the amount of Everton fans <laughs> has been a disgrace on uh, this podcast. He's, <laughs> he scored, he scored only 43% apologize. of Southampton's <laughs> goals, which is ridiculous. And without his goals, the stats say that he, they'd be joint bottom with Norwich, so it's only it can only be Ings for me. Lewis. <laughs> right, I'd just like to point out, when Ings scored against us, we actually won the game 2-1. <laughs> and secondly, I've 100% went for Ings. 43% of Southampton's goals he scored. Yeah, and that's quite impressive for someone <laughs> who only ever scores against Evans. So. <laughs> but yeah, Danny Ings, I think, to be honest with you, I thought he was always that striker in the same bracket as Charlie Austin, who'd pop in with seven, eight goals a season, but not do anything spectacular. But his form, especially after the 9-0, yeah. 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 especially after the 9-0, has been superb. So, yeah, Danny Ings for me. It's another quick, clean sweep for us. Uh, first De Bruyne and now Danny Ings. I think, like Ben said, you, you can't look anywhere past him. He's, he, he is the game changer for them. Um, we're moving to Spurs now, and we're going to start with you, Lewis. Spurs. I've got no one written if down. If you had to pick. If, you had to... <laughs> I, Jen, if, if, if I'm being forced to pick. Yeah. Jesus. I'd actually go with... I, honestly, I really have no idea who I'd go with for this first side, so I'm going to have to go out on a limb and say... Fully <laughs> sharp. <laughs> honestly, I'm really... I was looking at this... I was about half an hour looking at this first one and just thought, he's not had a good season. He's not had a good season. So I'm just going to say it, and I'm not going to describe the man oh, in any way, yeah. so I'm going to go with Scott. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, move, we'll move swiftly on to Ben. I'm expressing my opinions on a public forum about young Winston. I think if we uh, if we did have a podcast like that, we'd have to put it on <laughs> expletive and like over 18s. Uh, yeah, this this would be a good half an hour about me ranting about how it was his fault that Gomez got injured. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll move to Ben. <laughs> so yeah, I I did go with Tom as well. Um, it, did take, <laughs> it did take me a while though, um, because again. Tottenham, another side, they've, they've really underperformed this year. Um, I feel like Son's been the best of a bad bunch, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Kane's injury, you know, that's curtailed the season full stop. Um, now, I don't rate oh, Harry Kane as much as other people do, but in terms of his, in terms of him at Spurs, I think he's essential. Um, you know, oh, if dear. you were going out to Aldi shopping, he'd be the essential <laughs> for Daniel Levy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear! So, so you've gone so, for Son. So I've gone for Son. Nine Premier League goals, eight assists. You know, military service. Let's hope he gets back. Wow. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Deck, I'm gonna have to go to you. <laughs> yeah, Son. Can we just move to the next team? Uh, the Spurs have been awful. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I had some written down. Um, mentioned Ori as well, but it's yeah. We'll move on to Watford before this podcast gets like demonetized. I'll just delete it. <laughs> uh, we'll move uh, to Watford and we'll start with uh, Deck. Uh, I was looking at Delafeu because I think he's shown his quality for once. Uh, ben Foster's another one, I think, has found. Let's say his old form, but yeah, uh, Capu I think has just been integral of trying to push Watford out of the relegation zone. Uh, he's got the second most interceptions in the league, and I think another one he's just overlooked because of players like Delafeu and let's say Dina. Fair enough. Uh, we'll come to you, Lewis. Now, hopefully for a. a- a less strong opinion. <laughs> right, so I'd just like to point out my most hated footballer is Son and my second most hated footballer is Ben Foster. And I am going for Ben Foster as my player of the season as well for Watford. And that's only because the amount of time I've had my time wasted by Ben Foster at 1-0 down is incredible. But yeah, definitely good goalkeeper who would definitely be in England contention if he still was and didn't retire from the game. So yeah, Ben Foster. 
we'll come to you now, Ben. So I considered Foster. Um, I think he's been, you know, unbelievable this season for Watford. I think without him, they'd be in an even worse position. But just for that goal, them two goals against Liverpool, <laughs> I've gone for his Mary Sarr. Um, I, I do feel that since Pearson's come in, he's kind of upped his game. Um, you know, I'd, I'd never heard of him before Pearson come in. Um, and, but I feel like now he's kind of getting some recognition. And I feel like he deserves it literally just for that Liverpool goal. I think uh, some strong shouts there. I went for De La Feo just because of his goals and assists. I, I like him as a player. I think he's, I think he probably could perform somewhere better than at Watford. Um, but Ben Foster's a shout as well. Uh, we'll start with Ben with <laughs> West Ham. Sure, we're not. Who's <laughs> 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 uh, it? it. <laughs> just, an, just an awful team again. Um, do you know what? If West Ham go down, they really deserve to because they they've been horrendous this season. Is there two for a point in David Moyes? <laughs> Here we go. No, that's, no. Let's face it. Not one player for West Ham has stood up this season. Um, you know they look like they've been blown away, blown away by the bubbles. Uh, and if they're not careful, they get blown down to the championship. Oh no, um, you that now. Bloody <laughs> hell, you've worked on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought about that one, but no. Um, just for being Mr. Reliable, Mr. West Ham, I'll go Mark Noble. But how many years has he got left in the tank? Again, a woeful team, and you De- can't really pick a best player out of it. Uh, I've gone for Declan Rice. Uh, I don't really know what to and say. He's been the best of a bad bunch. Yeah, fair enough. There's not a lot you can say about West Ham. There's not a lot you can say about players at West Ham. Well, uh, Lewis. Right, so I went for Fabianski, not because of his performances, just for the sheer fact how much they missed him when he didn't play. Just because of how bad Martin and Roberto were. So, um, if Fabianski had played all season, they'd been a lot higher in the table. I have gone for uh, it's a Diop purely because I don't watch a lot of West Ham, and when I have watched him. He's been alright. Well, I think the two games I've watched him well. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. By the way, no. by the, uh, honourable mention to Robert Snodgrass, who I think I will never give that man an honourable mention because I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went with I went with him because he's got more tackles, interceptions, clearances, and he's got a few goals from as well. But yeah, like you say, West Ham were just poor. Uh, and finally, we'll, we'll finish on a, on a on a decent one. I'd say we'll finish on Wolves and we'll start with Lewis. Uh, w- Wolves is another hard one for a good reason. They've had a lot of good performers this season from the goalkeeper, Patricio, to Jimenez up front. I think Yota's had a good season. Neves, Matinho, the all of the back back five, let's how we say. Connor Cody's had a good season. But I think just for sheer excitement and the progression this season of the man's game I went for Adama Traore his end product has improved massively he strikes fear into teams which he hasn't done before so Yao Matinho was a close second but I think Adama just for sheer excitement wins it for Wolves like you say they're a fantastic side uh, we'll come to Ben now it's going to be kind of you ready this one boys go for it <laughs> No, uh, so Nuno Esperi, John Ruddy. <laughs> so, you know, Wolves, the the bite that Wolves have got uh, up from, you know, it, it's unbelievable at the minute. Um, again, I compare them to Sheffield United. They deserve to where they want to be and where they are at the minute. They could actually win the Europa League this season, yeah. presuming that the season still goes ahead. Um, and. Like Lewis said, and Deck, I wouldn't want to play against Adama Traore. Um, but I will go with the talisman up front in Raul Jimenez. Um, yeah, I agree with that. He probably goes a bit unrecognised in terms of the Premier League overall, I'd say, because, you know, the quality of strikers in the Premier League at the minute. Um, but 13 goals this season, can't be sniffed at. And, uh, yeah, but I also did this about Jota. And I think Matt Doherty um, requires a bit of recognition too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Doherty uh, was going to be mine and then I just remembered how much fear Traore strikes into you when he's running at you. It's just the speed and power that he has is unrivaled, in my opinion, in the Premier League right now. Um, the way that Nuno 
If you want an example yeah. of how good it's a diamond is, look how scared City were of him. Yeah. Someone with an end product has made him. Well, it's probably another strong point, but he's probably the best player outside the top six right now. I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> if, if his name yeah. is not Richardson, yeah, it's then, just. Yeah. Just for <laughs> the pure fear factor that he gives teams, it has to be Traore. I think we'll take a West Ham and Newcastle's awards away from him and give him to Jimenez, Traore and Doherty. <laughs> <coughs> I think I've gone for Jimenez just purely because his goals, he's, he's a big player for them, but I think Traore and, and the City example is a great example of the fear that he's had. Um in other teams. We're going to finish off with our managers of the season. Um, one that Deck mentioned earlier and I thought yeah, Chris Wilder, you know, we'll add this in, so we'll yes, start with you, Deck. have been a very, very good side. Not the best Premier League side I've ever seen, I'll be honest, but <laughs> good side, but you're expected teams like that, whereas Sheffield United to be, are they still fifth? I think they're still fifth or they might be sixth now. No one expected that. Everyone predicted them to be bottom. And I think you say Guardiola and Klopp have revolutionised the Premier League. Wilder, for me, has revolutionised it with the overlapping centre-backs. Who in the right mind would decide to overlap centre-backs? I don't know, but it's worked a treat for them and they deserve to be where they are. What about you, Luis? Yeah, Chris Wilder. Exact same reasons as Def. What a season they've had, Chris Wilder, for me. And Ben? Clean sweep. Yeah, uh, can't disagree. Chris Wilder, phenomenal manager. Um, Bolton did try and get him when we. It was between Parkinson and him, and Wilder turned us down. And to be honest, I think if he hadn't have turned us down, I think we'd be further up the leagues than we are now. So yeah, Chris Wilder. I'm in agreement. Chris Wilder's phenomenal season. Season everyone, pretty much everyone I know had them in the relegation zone. Yeah, after, you know Premier League yeah, at the start I'd of the year. So. So yeah, but I think honourable mentions to managers like Nuno and and obviously Klopp's done well, but it's Steve kind Bruce. of expected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. There you have it. There, I'd just like players. to point out before Ash finishes, there were no young ones <laughs> on damaged in the recording of this video. <laughs> I think. So, um, I think I think the whole Tottenham and Son Leave it in the past, uh, please. <laughs> subjection should just be avoided completely from now on. <laughs> um, yeah, just like Ben says, just, just stay safe. Continue to follow the guidance, you know. In these un- unprecedented times, we've, we've got to really listen to what we're being told and not being told it for the sake of it. Um, so there you have it. There are players of the season for all 20 Premier League clubs and our manager of the season in Chris Wilder. For more content, please do follow our Facebook page or just make sure you're checking out our podcast regularly. It's on Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much any any podcast uh, platform out there. Thanks again to Bex, Den and Lewis for joining me this week. This has been For the Fans, By the Fans. I've been your host, Ashley Edwards. Goodbye.